evening and welcome to this week's movies you should see coming to you actually f- with everybody in a small barn in Nottingham. Hello Yay. everybody. Hey. Hello. 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 Hey. Hey. Really funny pretending not to be here. But that, that. <laughs> I just feel weird because I have no headphones on. You, you feel weird. naked. And I'm on this big want. sofa with my feet swinging in the yeah. air as well. <laughs> you, you look like me. It's quite terrifying. <laughs> yeah. But with more facial hair. Do you have any ear muffs that you could possibly put on to make I, you feel more comfortable? I do, but it's not going to help the listeners. Really, I might. I might just. I'm going to put these on. Okay. Even though they're not plugged into anything. But that means you're just going to talk a little bit louder. And I can't hear you lot, which is always a bonus. <laughs> <laughs> this week we are doing the return. Not to be confused with the recent Sarah Michelle Gellar horror film, The Return, the same or, name. Or the one that that is the remake of. Or the one that that's the remake of. Okay, this is... Which one is it then? <laughs> this is a film that was made in 2003. I know, I'm not even going to attempt any surnames in this, because this is a Russian-made film. And um, for me to even attempt, I think, would be rude. Probably, so yeah. I'm not even going to have a go. Um, I don't know if we have any Russian listeners. Well, we get lots of Russian spam, but I don't know if we have any Russian <laughs> listeners. Well, if there are any Uzbekis watching Los Novos Dorovich, motherfuckers. <laughs> 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 this week, I'm Tristan O'Field. I am Craig Bevan. I'm Mike Dawson. I'm Richard Smith. And I'm Alison Downing. And welcome. I'm glad you've discovered you can point with that microphone as well. <laughs> it's great. It's going to make this recording amazing. <laughs> yeah, Tristan's pointy it. stick. <laughs> anyway. pointy stick. How is it? <laughs> I yeah. will start off by saying I was apprehensive about watching this film, not Likewise. purely because Mike had recommended it or because it was Russian, um, yes. but actually for those two factors, mainly more than anything else. Um, well, this film was a complete surprise to me. This was one of those How films... How did you discover it? I was in Blockbusters one night, dragged there by Richard, mm. uh, on a late night either game or ex- ex-rental DVD thing, and um, I found it in the cheap bin. Sorry. Go on. Just... What? Well, with it being pretentious slightly, yeah, and and Russian, yeah, I automatically assumed it had come from Mike. No, no, no. This was an Allison. This it is came this Mike is one of mine, it. love. This is one of mine. That was kept very quiet. Yes, this, this okay. is the so, kind of uh, film that I'd probably uh, push forward. Not any of the chick flicks like we've been talking oh, about yeah. on the forums. Uh, if you like chick flicks, I wouldn't go out. <laughs> I know you wouldn't. I I put up with you uh, if, watching Star Trek. And you cannot compare Star Trek to Pretty Woman. You can. You can't. For the well, levels of can, acceptance from you. partners, you can. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you I'm like the one who has too. to tolerate stuff in our relationship. Not tolerating Star Trek, you love Star Trek. Anyway, let's move on and talk You'll about this film. just move away from that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I found I it. Well, so. Welcome to Couples Arguments. <laughs> you should hear. I like the fact that they sat on the same couch by themselves as well. It's almost like couples therapy when you're watching. Well, you <laughs> watch Star Trek. No, you wanted to watch the, the, I feel like I'm making it so easy to make comments about you two sat on that sofa in couples therapy yeah but we're it not bickering we're not bickering we get on all the time our relationship is solid Greg <laughs> <laughs> and I have lived together lovely reassuring arm went round the shoulder yet, then so. no no bastard <laughs> so anyway yeah. I find the return in yeah. blockbusters let's return to the return, return. <laughs> And it was two ninety nine, and it had the the stamp of Venice Film Festival on the front of it, saying it was the winner. And I saw the shot on the cover, and I read what was on the back, and it was enough. I was sold. Um, but I think when you go home and you've bought a film like that without any sort of you know pre knowledge about what you've just picked up, I, I went home thinking that I was going to be disappointed by yeah. what I was watching. Scared. I thought, this is a three quid cheaper from Blockies. It's going to be I rubbish. Found, in my experience, a lot of blind buys have been really surprising. Yeah, well, me. this is one of those. Yeah, Tomb Raider 2 wasn't actually good. <laughs> yeah, I, wasn't <laughs> that. I was referring to Final Cut oh, right. and Pitch Black, which were both... Pitch Black, yeah. Which were both uh, pitch blind buys. Films of choice in our like first pitch black. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. So I put it on, and um, <clears throat> I think it's fair to say that it immediately transcended into the top ten films. For me, right. I love it. I absolutely love it on so many levels. This is a beautiful film. 
I've got things to say. Should we start with the sort of minor summary of the plot? Go for it. As this is one that our listeners might not be familiar with. You're not mm. familiar with. We're going to have to be careful with spoilers here, people. Yeah. Just a, one particular spoiler that we should stay away from. Well, 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 but it is handled very well. We'll have, a, we'll have a spoiler point later on. Then, okay. Shall we? Okay. And then, There's any excuse to sing that song again? Yeah. <laughs> How does it go again? Well, we'll save we'll, it. We'll we'll save it, it because that'll just confuse people. Yeah. They'll turn us off now. Yeah. Okay, there's no spoilers yet. Okay, rough outline of the plot. Rough outline of the plot. Two young Russian boys. The dad comes back. They've never met him. They've never seen him. Have they got a photo of him or something? There's a there's a very old photograph that's in the attic. Yeah. Of when they were babies, basically. He's been away since the eldest boy, uh, Andre, was a year old. And the younger, Vanya, he was a baby in his mother's arms. So they literally have right. no memory of They this have guy. no memory of this guy. There is one existing photograph, and it's quite interesting because it's tucked inside a book um, with a play of Abraham just about to slay his son and um, an angel intervening. So it's just a really nice symbolic shot of where they've stashed this picture of him. Um, and that's their only frame of reference. And suddenly he's back in their lives. He's asleep in the bedroom. Out of nowhere. That's yeah. it. That's that's what we're welcome to, isn't it, pretty much in the film? Yeah. Well, you've got the first scene where they're on a... What is it? Is what is that thing? I don't know. I think they're like lookout towers on the edge of a lake. Yeah, it must be a lookout oh, tower course, or something. Yeah, and yeah. a bunch of group of young lads are all jumping off this very tall lookout tower into this lake to see. Well, no, well, just to well, do just it. To, as a dare, as a dare, dare it's potentially thing. dangerous. It's very nice. It's a very tall. Iguano. Yeah. Shots yeah, yeah. iguano. That that shot where he sat. On his own at the top, yeah. where it pans out across the lake yeah. and then ends up beautiful. on him. It's got a really, um, we'll come on to the score later, but it's got a really beautifully atonal piece of music as well. Very where, sparse. Yeah, very yeah. sparse music in this. And the, the, the colour as well is just so bleak, straight very away. Very blue. The, yeah. the actual grade of the whole film is beautiful. Mm. It is absolutely wonderful. It's all about the colour grading on yeah. that film. The way when they're jumping into the lake at the beginning, that water looks like it looks black. Yeah. Mm. Mm. It's black. It's like the ink monster that killed Tashi Yar. You feel cold watching it, don't you? Yeah. When he's up at the top. The just whole film is cold. Not you able to jump. I'm looking yeah. at the place yeah, thinking, definitely. why does anyone fucking live there? Because they don't have a choice. <laughs> yeah, that's no. where they live. Look, doesn't it look bland as it well? Does. It really does. There's so there's it's nothing. There's absolutely nothing. Even in people's homes, I mean, it's almost 24 bland. <coughs> like, if well, you took all the technology out of CTU at 24, that's what you're left with. Yeah. Just concrete. Yeah. That house is really amazing how it's been set because all of the walls are this washed out duck egg blue which is that overriding colour that we get all the way through we've got odd little pieces of set furniture like a, a fire set into the corner and just really bleak old house but with really opulent blue silk sheets on the bed mm-hmm. and and little glimpses like that of, of absolute well, I think you know, it's, luxury it's, well, I think it's almost like if you've got sod all you try and focus you focus your luxuries and concentrate them into one thing so for example i haven't got you know a thousand frame pictures on the wall but i've got some really nice sheets yeah you know what i mean i, was, I think it's thing. a bit of a nod to bergman films like you know that kind of set set up that look of the film it's mm. just gorgeous and a couple of the characters <clears throat> like the silent grandma she's she's yeah, like something straight out she says so much about the father though she, <laughs> she says does. so much without about saying a word yeah, yeah. Which is just fucking... It's amazing. There was so much about this film that I really did like. I mean, we've mentioned cinematography. The cinematography is unbelievable. Mm. You know that old, the old saying is that what, uh, you could take any frame of this film and it would be a picture you could put on a wall. This yeah. does <coughs> truly apply to this I film. I actually right? tried that a lot as well. <coughs> Last mm. night I was going, here. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the cinematography is incredible. Uh, the editing is simple, but on the ball. Yeah. Um, yeah. The acting... Wow. It's incredible. It's, it's flawless, lovely. really. Yeah. Mm. Um, which is weird to say about, you know, a film where you don't speak the language, but you can just and tell. Child actors as well. Yeah. You know, <coughs> the two brothers have got <coughs> wicked chemistry. Two of the best child actors I've ever seen yeah, on, definitely. Yeah. on screen. I that one. Apparently, I, I've watched the the making of and the, the two boys. Have. Apparently, I have. And um, they chose the dad first. 
they chose him because he'd seen him on a on a stage play and thought this man's got such incredible presence that I can right. watch him do nothing. Yeah, he does okay. have good And he just uh, he just owns the stage. He, he owns the space it, yeah, and yeah. you you can watch him do nothing on stage and you know quite happily watch him walk off and yeah. wait for him to come back again. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? That was the, the ham in the tea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sorry to everyone that I dropped a piece of ham in my cup of tea earlier on while I was making it, and I completely forgot about it. I just got to the last mouthful and wondered, what the fuck is this? A sliver of ham. That's just the stuff that film spotting don't have. (laughs) (laughs) That tea tasted hammy. Sorry. So they they chose the father, and the father in turn said, I think I've found a child to play one of the sons. You know, I, I want... I want you to test him. And that was Vanya, Ivan, the young yeah, blonde-haired yeah. one. Yeah. So he's, a, apparently, he's a very, very sort of knowing actor. He gets in there. He understands his role as an actor, really? even as a child. Yeah. And the older kid is the one who messes about. How old really? are yeah. the two of them in, not, well, in the film and in real life? I think life? 12 and 15. I think they are actually the correct age. The correct age. Yeah. Right. One thing I loved about this was the larder. And the yeah, larder. The larder. Yeah. Signature of Russia. Um, and I don't know, it just, it looks like it really should have formed to bits a long time ago, but in true Russian style, it's been rebuilt and rebuilt and reworked. Well, we only got halfway through the plot synopsis here mm. and we've actually sort of leaped ahead. But it, it's it's beautifully, it's to do with the zoo format of this show, Mike, so please bring us back. So I'll bring you back, I'll bring us back to because I'll be thinking, larders? What? <laughs> what the fuck? Um, yeah, so the father comes back and um, decides, ah, now this is the... The the young lad doesn't jump off the uh, the youngest of the two brothers doesn't jump off the pier. He's um, a chicken. He's an idiot. Yeah, he's a chicken, and um, he's not literally a chicken. And he, <laughs> he doesn't be weird. That'd be odd. Mm. Um, and he doesn't he doesn't jump off. And then a couple of days later, the father shows up, and you get the sense that the mother is sort of realizing that the son can't cope with certain things that the other boys can cope with, and. And then the father takes them off, and the whole uh, on a trip basically for a couple of days to sort of experience bond. life and, and bond. He, ha- he and, has uh, some un- undisclosed business he has to take care of as well. well. There's yeah. two levels of undisclosed business. He has the undisclosed business of the fact that his trip is really designed to toughen these two lads up a bit mm. and sort of make them, you know, more dependent and actually less dependent, less dependent, less even. dependent, and more practical. More, um, yeah, and know how to take care of themselves, yeah. know how to handle themselves in the real yeah. world. And the double, the other level of unfinished business he's got to take care of is something that's buried on this island that they're going to find yeah mm-hmm. um but well he's going to find but where he's taking his two young boys so yeah then they uh set off on this this journey across northern russia and uh it's a house phone there's nothing we can do about that's it. fine oh, carry on. okay carry on. um yeah so then they head off on this on this journey across bleak russia and uh, uh go for a fishing trip as it were mm-hmm. and along the way there are certain trials and tribulations that occur yeah. I think the entire trip is a tribulation and a trial yeah. for those children. Definitely. You've got two different, very different charactered boys here. You've got one who's very, very resistant to this bloke coming back in their lives. Who, you know, who the hell does he think he is? Yeah. He can't, you know, how can he be expecting us to call him Papa? And some really horrific scenes in this where he's trying to assert his fatherliness and say, you, you're going to call me dad whether you like it or not. You address me as father. One thing I liked straight about the dynamic of that is typically in Hollywood films, I would have thought it would be the youngest who was most accepting yeah. of the father and the oldest who would have issues. Mm. But it's the other way around. It's in this, the other way around. Nice. Yeah. So immediately you're on unfamiliar territory, which is mm. wicked. Andre's more accepting, isn't he? He's... he's He's proud of his dad by the looks of things as well, you know what I mean? Yeah. He does look up to him, he certainly does. He wants to impress him as yeah, well. He does, yeah. He's a lot to look up to in some respects as well because the father is a man's man, he seems to be able He's to so do anything. so strong. Yeah. A personality, you know. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think, Alison, you summed it up quite well by saying oh, whatever issues you have with your father in life, you're glad it's not this guy. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You don't want this man to be your father. No, no. Um, 
I think I think if if anybody else in the room has has had parents who've divorced and you spend end up spending time with your mum and having a detached time away from your dad, there's some moments in this film that really make me echo back to moments that I've had with my dad as a kid. Yeah, like I... the camping bit when they're in tents and they're talking about their relationship with their dad in one tent and he's in another one. That's ripped straight out of my life. And, you know, that intense feeling of, what what are his motives? Why are we here? What are we doing this for? See, I hadn't had that in that respect, but this was a very painful film for me to watch just in terms of the relationship I've got with my own father, because mm. we are quite estranged. And whenever our paths cross in life, it's always to do with an adventure, and not an adventure in yeah. terms of, oh, we're going to go on a fishing trip. An adventure of this magnitude. Yeah. He doesn't just take them fishing. He takes them across Russia, you know, to this island in the middle of fucking nowhere. And that is the extreme kind of level that I've had with my old man, but only would be going to the desert as opposed to yeah. Russia. And this was, in that respect, this was very painful to watch. And it does echo the kind of disconnected relationship that you can have with a father. Definitely. Definitely. There's like a moment when we were on a camping holiday when we were children, and my brother was doing that, you know, just doing this with his knife and fork, sort of ripping his food rather than cutting it properly. And... My dad took it for about 10 seconds, ripped the cutlery out of his hands and got my brother's arm and went, a fork is to stab, a knife is to cut. So it's that kind of intense thing where you're away from your mum, you're away from all that safety and you're with someone who essentially you don't know very well anymore. And I think that there's a moment for the mother as well where she's expecting some sort of intimacy to be automatic with this guy yeah, because he's yeah. arrived back and yet they just lay there in the darkness because there's, there's nothing left. Yeah, yeah. It's just so difficult to re-establish that a relationship think, with someone. Why is she back as well? Why is he back as well? Because you sit there and I was waiting for that as well. Mm. I thought, well, there must be some reason. Yeah. Isn't there some debate as to whether he, he is the right guy? There is, so that's why they go running up into the attic to dig out this picture, and they can see, you know, it is him. There's no question that this guy's not their father. Mm. 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 I think the way he acts around them is, is pretty. I mean, if he wasn't their father, he was certainly there from an early time, and exactly. think of them as his sons. There's a lot of what, what is it that's flowing because you can watch. The father, you really can't. He's, yeah. He commands it's all that. It's that Russian male thing, isn't it? It's that. No, I, don't, I don't know. You tell me. So, you spend more time around Russian males than I have. Well, yeah. I mean, it, having recently gone to Latvia, it is that sort of, um, which isn't obviously Russia, but it's the closest that you can get in the EU anyway. And that just that whole intense persona. It's that cultural difference, like how we sort of. Um, mumble over everything and say, "Oh, do you mind terribly if we just possibly have this?" And yeah. you know, and there's all those little cultural differences between you know the various countries in the EU and everywhere else in the world. And I think there is the sort of the silent strong type, the Gary Cooper uh, theory, is but, still alive and well in, yeah, in, in the is. Eastern Bloc. But but what I'm trying to say is, people like the, the comparison you've just drawn to, they don't have seem to have currents running through them. Not I've seen. Whereas this guy, it's like there's rivers of of whatever running it's under the surface. It's all in his eyes, man. He's an eye actor. Yeah. <laughs> it's there's the it's all underneath that and the he's just got such a minimalist face in the fact you know he can just just a smallest of looks can be so telling yeah. Yeah. with this guy he's an incredible actor he's um, almost as good as Craig actually <laughs> <laughs> just thinking we've been paying him such such homage here I've yeah. mentioned Craig at this point um, but um, but yeah he, <laughs> he is he is he is that that kind of you know, the smallest of gestures can go a long way, and everything. You just, you know, those, those, are, they're very rare. Those actors who have, who can just, it's like lightning in a bottle. You know, that, that manage to get that, that screen presence and make love to the camera, so to speak. And you know, but more, he's more like raping it. But the, <laughs> the camera with my lightning in a bottle. <laughs> Could we possibly put Orlando Bloom and him in the same film? They'd like be destroyed. You could put them in the same film. Half of it would be shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we need more. So <clears throat> this this father, 
what we were talking about before was that he was trying to bring something out in his boys to give them that fatherly influence that they've been missing throughout their lives there's all the tests it's almost it does build to an incredible emotional payoff which we'll get to later on because this is a very slow film um (laughs) as tristan will elaborate on yeah it is hard it is hard work you have to be engaged in this especially obviously subtitles as well you have to be engaged but the pace just drifted along with it like clouds drags me along in that fish tank kind of way no it's it's fine but you still have to you know i think you have to want to watch this film as opposed to just stick it on well you've got to read it as well you can't just just watch it it. i risked it because i didn't have a choice i got drawn into it when you put it on Mm. That's oh, usually had what it happens. been on, had I walked into a room, I would have sat down and watched it immediately. Mm, mm. Um, but it just had, it had, for it, it just lingered. Every shot, the cuts were so predictable, which made me kind of disengage me a little bit because it was a case of, and everybody's left the frame, and let's just hold on this light switch for a while. And cuts. Yeah. And now we're rowing down the river, and the boat's gone out of shot, and we're going to watch the waves for a little bit longer. Hold it. Oh, it was good. That's hard. Hold it. And cut. And when you put all those moments together and add them up, you get an extra half an hour to a film that I'm not sure whether I needed it. Okay, half an hour is extreme. 15 minutes. It was initially written as a short story, but they just put it on one side and said, right, let's just leave it. This, This probably deserves to be bigger than a short film. Oh, God, yes. And they left it, and they left it maybe a key amount of time as well, but I'll talk about that in Mm. a little bit, maybe. It's just my only (laughs) issue with this was just the pace towards the end. I think that's it. I did move along with it. I was completely engaged. I think it's a brilliant film. Mm. I really do. You tread a fine line between being too short and being long enough. I was going to say between being <coughs> arty and being boring is a very the, thin line. If they I, cut it down, it's an hour long, and that's what that's Sunday night ITV fodder. Then yeah, that's yeah. Like, that's useless to a producer. And I think there's plenty in this film for a lot of people to emotionally engage with. <clears> and if you're engaged with an, an emotional level, you feel like you're going through what those boys are going through. I suppose it gives you time to let it sink in in certain aspects as well. well yeah, and for you time me, to ponder the moment. You know what I mean? Definitely. Than, oh, we're on to the next bit. Oh, hang on. You know, well, I've got my I'm I've, not my sort emotions need to catch I'm not here. sort of talking Michael Bay style here. I mean, that would be. <laughs> Thank fuck. Mm. <laughs> Would be a little wrong, but what I mean is it could have just done with a bit of a pace injection. Uh, I don't know, because I was nervous enough about what Dad's next move was going to be and how awful he was going to be next time. That was fine, but I didn't need to ponder it over looking at the waves for just a little bit longer than necessary. Uh, All I'm talking I think it's about beautiful. is the, the extra time that was left. Mm. That when you know you add all those bits together, and it it amounts to a certain amount of time. I'm just saying, get those out. I don't mind seeing twelve shots of the kid in the rain. I realise he's there a long time. That's fine. I'm with him. I'm cold with him. Mm. That's great. But I don't need to stare and look at the rain for another two minutes after he's gone. Mm. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm. I, 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 I agree. It's not something I would put into a film where I'm making it. And maybe that would serve to the detriment of the film I was making. But I don't know. I would never think to put in the long shots of nothing. There was a couple of tiny things that have been brought out <coughs> of it that were taken out, that were shot and taken out. And one of them's where they're in the larder and he's saying, No, you call me Papa. You say, Yes, Papa, that, Papa. Um, and the bit that they filmed and took out was him actually taking his hands off the wheel and turning round and saying, you will call me, you know what I mean, really forcing the issue, and a lorry comes and they almost crash. So it took you unnaturally out of this plodding along pace and then suddenly action and then back down again, and they took it out because it was unnecessary. It would have been a huge drop, though. If you'd gone up that quickly and then went back down, I think it would have made the film it's more a, that's a, mm. It's a big leap for sort of halfway through uh, because once they get to the island, you've got the moment that is very dark and disturbing that we'll get to after the spoilers mm. bit. And to throw something in like that might have been too much. The thing that I got was with it was that I was always afraid of the father in it. Yeah. yeah. Mm. You were just worried about getting <clears throat> into trouble. Well, you were worried um, about the, the fact that he has these ulterior motives. You were worried of what exactly those ulterior motives were. You were worried as to whether or not he was going to, I don't know, 
take them out and bludgeon them to death. You know, yeah. it was that sort of this, that kind of you don't know what this guy's doing or whether or not his intentions are wholly innocent. And it's a knife edge. The mm. whole what time you're sitting on this knife edge, thinking, you know, I can't disappoint this guy. Yeah. You know, I want him so, to respect me. You know what I mean? And yeah. I I never how felt I that he him? had yeah, a bad plan him? for the kids. I never thought anything particularly bad was going to happen to them. No, but it's just um, the fact that it could. Yeah, that, just that, that crossed my mind yeah. that maybe that there was going to be, or that he was going to put them to such levels of risk that yeah. it was going to end up badly. Because this more is about survival. About the little lad, to be honest, he, the dad freaked me out. Don't get me wrong, but the little, the youngest lad, yeah, I thought there was trouble brewing. Well, yeah. he's he's very unhappy about it all, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. And he complains a lot. He's hungry a lot, and. He doesn't want to just go along with it. He wants to make sure that everybody knows that he's bloody miserable, actually. And I, I'm not going to call you Papa, actually. Mm. Even though he's such a small child, he he gives off a lot of dissatisfaction with the entire thing. Whereas I think the older brother, Andre, is kind of in the shadows. We don't really notice him very much at the beginning of the film because he's just saying, yes, sir, no, sir, three bags full, mm. sir. Mm. And meeting each of his dad's challenges without a question. Mm. You've what? got a theory about this. I can see it on your face. I've got so many theories about this film. I love it. <laughs> I do. But it's all, yeah, it all does culminate in what eventually in your conclusion in such a beautiful way. Mm. Um, and just things like when he's uh, when the car gets stuck and he teaches them to put um, branches, branches underneath the, wheels. the, the yeah. wheels to get the, the car out and little life lessons that he's going through and every everything in it seems to be teaching them something that or another. That rang very false for me that moment. Just because, and this has, been, this has been really fucking pernickety, but somebody as bright to know to put trees or some form of um, friction underneath the wheels would have known not to rev the car when it was stuck in mud because all it does is make you sink more. Mm. And that bit rang, just because the father had been so practical... Up to that point, that rang so false for me. How did they get stuck? Because I only glanced at it when you watched it again the other night, but it seemed like they were just driving along and then suddenly they were the stuck. The rain came. Yeah. It just cuts to it, a, doesn't it? A lot of the roads yeah. that they're taking, they're not roads, really. They're like no. tracks through fields no. and stuff. I mean, I, I'm guessing, but the landscape that they're driving through is, is sparse, it's empty, really there's no highways... There's not nothing like that. So they literally are driving across land. Do we know what part of Russia it's set in? It's set in the north. It's set in the north. It's still in the the west, but it's in the north. Mm. West, I think. Mm. The um, what? Sorry. It's just a combination of the north and, and the, the west. west. It's in the, the northwest. northwest. Both <laughs> west and <laughs> really, that, that really small country. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't taking the piss out of you. That was just how the conversation evolved. Right. For you to be at that point, <laughs> yeah, you you look like I've taken the piss out of you. No, I haven't. Yeah, yeah, you know I haven't. I, I love you. you. Yeah, you know, you know I love you too. <laughs> the landscape, the landscape is. I, I I love the whole Russian Eastern Bloc landscape. I love the the whole the previous empire of de- with decadent buildings, which have now become dilapidated and poor. It's kind of like what America's going to be like in fifty years when China take over the world. It's great. <laughs> it just looks so amazing. You're and talking. It's just the whole urban decay thing. Which urban decay, which on. just mm. looks incredible. Yeah. Um, and then not only that, but then once they get into the country as well, and I think the scenery is <clears throat> an extra character in this film in a sense because yeah. I've never you you've never seen this on film before no. unless you've watched much Tarkovsky. But other than other than that, you're not going to Tarkovsky tick. tick. <laughs> um, unless yeah, unless you've watched Stalker and stuff like that. But I mean, for, and certainly in modern memory, I can't remember another Russian filmmaker uh, apart from the people who did Nightwatch, but that was a bit shit. Um, who has taken on that landscape and filmed it? Mm. It's it's mm. quite unique and certainly in modern cinema. So that was in its sense was another part of the film and what you fall in love with the scenery to a certain extent such and clear really, water <clears throat> yeah. you know and everything just really echoes the frame of mind I think of every everyone in that place as well you know it's like it is dilapidated you know what I mean that they're, they're getting by and it, but it's so bleak and well that's the point with the collapse of the Soviet bloc it's kind of like so now what do we do yeah yeah mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. kind of oh, well, we've got to carry on but or, how or <laughs> to put it more it's like for, you know the the, the background falling out of the rave scene and stuff like we're all waiting for the next big thing to kind of mm. come along and it's west life didn't you hear oh sorry <laughs> <laughs> I, was, 
I must have missed that. But yeah, it's such a. I can't get over what a bleak fucking place it is. I think it's quite. Stark, I'm surprised there is any <laughs> form of civilization. Not just lots of buildings with people peeking through the curtains going, I'm not going out there, it's fucking freezing. <laughs> why does anybody go out? Why, why do you go out? Why haven't you not just got a big enough house to grow all your food in? Well, that's a good point. Um, how, how did they fight so many fucking wars? <laughs> because they're so hard from living <laughs> in such a cold, cold country. fucking country. You know, because they, they say that civilization grew like it did in Greece and places like that because of the weather and people go outside and sit outside and talk to people and new people come along and all of that. Whereas we just sat in huts, and that's why we have a inside pub-based drinking culture because no fucker was going out. <laughs> so Too in cold. places that are even worse than here, why is there anything? <laughs> why do we even know what's there? Just rest in duvets because I don't get out of bed. Yeah, let alone go on holiday there. They were wearing jumpers and coats. That's not holiday. Oh, it's great for going on holiday, mate. If you, if, you, if you need I'd to wear a massive happy jumper with a trip there. and coats and hats and the stuck in mud, it's not holiday. So long as we weren't going on the car trip with that guy, I'd be <laughs> alright, yeah, be up for it. And here's your tour guide. <laughs> <laughs> Richard, booked as a holiday. What, we're going on a drive with that guy from the return? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're ordering in the restaurant when we find one. <laughs> oh. And you can eat that horrible fowl soup. Fish soup. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. You've got a theory, Alison. Or should we go for spoilers? Um, Let's just get the spoilers out of the way. Yeah. So the there's a, there's a couple of moments that, that yeah. you go, what, what's happening here? He's having a phone conversation with someone. We don't know who he's talking on the phone with. Mm. And at the time, his two sons are being robbed outside the diner and he yeah. does nothing because he was busy talking on the phone. Um, no, that's part of his lesson as well. Yeah, so why, the way... Why didn't you fight back? And yeah. The way he deals with the mugger is to go find him, bring him back in the car and take the boys, all all three of them, somewhere so that his sons can beat the other guy because he hit them. So that must be all right then. And the boys don't want to hit him. No. They've not been brought up to hit him. It's just one of those moments where you think, yeah, this guy's going to bring something to your life that you never even thought about before. Um, it, then he go. We go to a harbour, and he buys an outboard motor. But for the first time, I saw that. I I thought he was getting a body in a yeah, bag. It, it's, yeah. Well, that's deliberate. Isn't it's it? deliberate. Yeah, you see this thing, you think, what is that bundled up? But and then and then they have to go and pitch a boat. They don't just find a boat. They they then pitch it so that it's seaworthy. Yeah. None of this is easy. It's not like, oh, we're going to go to that island. How are we getting there? A ferry. We're going to pay a ferryman and we're going to go and get a nice <laughs> cup of coffee. Drive the on to the yeah, ferry. are we going to have a nice meal on the ferry? Well, and then we the, get... the engine brakes, isn't it? And he makes them row. He makes them <laughs> row. He's horrible. Yeah. Like, get rowing. So that's a moment for me as well. That's like a river sticks kind of moment for me. But I mean, that might be going a little bit too deep there, but you know rowing over to hell across the river sticks and the, the ferryman and all that lot. because just so horrible when there's nothing that you can see no land on the horizon yeah and you're in a rowboat that's it their journey back the shot and you can't see where they're actually heading yeah to. yeah that was bleak mm. to me i just I, looked at it and thought oh they're fucked i'd mm. love to know the geography of where they were supposed to be like how far away from the mainland was that island how big was the island but it's all in lakes anyway, so... Well, that was the, it. Was it just the lake? Inland seas, yeah. yeah. You see, you say that, but, and the Rush image... is very big. That's it, the, the image in your mind, oh, it's just a lake. Fine. That lake could, could be as big as this country. No, I couldn't. <laughs> Not big lakes. No, it was in... Uh, was go, it? To, go to Lake Victoria. Am- American Pie 2, when they go to the beach, and <laughs> if you listen to the director's commentary... It looks like a fucking beach. And the director says, no, this is the side of a lake. It yeah. looks like the beach because you can't see any more land. Yeah, you can and see it, but beach it is, in this. It's a lake. It just mm. has tides you and waves. you watched the American Pie 2 commentary. I know, isn't that weird? <laughs> <laughs> why, would I, why would I do why that? Why would you have done that? I don't know. Were you really bored? <laughs> I can't imagine. And it is a stupid thing to do. Had you said what I just said, I'd be mocking you. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't. I can't blame you, but yeah, I've, I think it was because it was an early DVD, and when you had seven, you just, <laughs> yeah. I was saying the other day how I've seen ten things I hate about you forty times <laughs> because it was the first DVD I ever came into contact with and would play on my computer, so I just always put it on. 
That and Wild Wild West with... Uh, oh, my oh God. Oh awful Lord. films that I wouldn't have in the house now if you paid me money to. But I've seen them 80 times. Wild Wild West as in Jim West, Desperado, yeah. Rough Rider. Wrist. Yeah. yeah, well, we've got into hunting season now, so if you want to get those DVDs, we could put them in the clay trap. Yeah, that'd be really good idea, Tristan. Yes. <laughs> uh, so Let's get them in the trap. Shall we? Uh, hunting um, wabbits. Spoilers! 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 Well, he's like, he's like a bit too American. He's come for something, hasn't he? The first, I guess, the first spoiler is the the box. That dad goes off to dig up. Yeah, well, you know, as soon as he started digging, as soon as the box was was lifted out of the ground, excavated, should we say, mm. from the ground, I just went, we're never going to see inside They that. were so no. cruel with that because he lifts it up and it's a big box and he starts opening that and you think, well, we're not going to see it. He'll open it, but the camera will pan round and we'll just see the glow, the gold glow on his face like in Pulp Fiction. But they don't, they show you inside that box there's another fucking box in it. <laughs> There's a box And in then the he box. gets that one out and he looks in it and we're like, oh, you bastards. No, I knew as soon as it was um, it was shown to us, well, the, the box was mm. introduced as we were never going to see inside it. And I was sort of, I was annoyed at that, but not in the same way that you can't hear what Bill Murray says to... Yeah. It was just the fact that, <laughs> oh, this is a bit... What do you think's in the box? I don't care. See, I do. I care a great I deal about what's in that box. I wish I did care, but because I knew I wasn't going to know, I didn't waste any time or any emotion on it because yeah. I knew it was just going to gut me at the very end. <laughs> uh, it's, it's all down to the interpretation here. Mike, what do you think's in the box? Um... Uh... I don't care, but in a different way. Right. I don't care because I'm too busy and invested in what's going on with the rest of it. Okay. Um, and also saw the box for what it was mm. in, in that you're never going to find out what it was. But I was too wrapped up with the boys to really, not literally, um, to be... <laughs> <laughs> Were you spooning? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> well, whilst watching this. Oh, duh. Um, duh. So yeah, I, was, I, 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 I cared too much about the what was going on with the kids to be really concerned with what was going on with this box. Right. And I thought if they're going to tell me what it is, they'll tell me what it is. Otherwise, I'm not it was. It was. I found it was very clearly a sidetrack from the start. You were never yeah. ever going to mm. find out. See, I don't. I don't even think it's a sidetrack. I think it's part of the whole thing about how you interpret what's going on. I think it was Gwyneth Paltrow's head. <laughs> <laughs> What's in the box? What's in the box? Oh, what's in the box? <laughs> that was amazing. Thank you. Um, I think we should just keep talking because the more we talk, the less Alison can give us her theory on what the box is. Ah, yeah, theory yeah. on the box. Gone. Go well, on. I think that that box was buried a while ago. This guy's been gone for 12 years. We don't quite know where, but there was a lot of fish. Um, <laughs> well, there was. I think he buried that box 12 years ago. And I think he buried his personality and who he is and his love for his children in that box. It's a time capsule. And that he is taking his children on a journey to try and share that with them. Metaphorically. The whole Me- room, metaphorically. Yeah. yeah. I, I do believe that it contains who he was and, and the love for his children that is so clearly evident in the photograph that we see of him. Um, but that's just me. I think I like that because I, like I don't have anything better to add to what might be in the box. He room. had to go and dig it up. He had to go and find what it was that he put in that box and who he was 12 years ago. It's always a metaphor ago. for why he's gone back to see them in the first yeah. place, isn't it? Because he's yeah. trying to rekindle it, that. It fits, but um, generally I just think that that was more to do with your uh, red herring, as it were, in this film. Is, uh, mm. Because that you know that fits as a perfectly plausible explanation. I think that generally, I, I well, I think that another explanation would be that the director put it in simply to make you think that because uh, I got this whole ominous threat thing. I got the whole this guy could be going out to butcher them. What's in the chest? Is it going to be something he's going to use to butcher them? And then you think, well, no, because he just get a knife. But <laughs> you know, or something. It's got something to do with his hideous, horrible plan, whatever it is that you know maybe is possibly going to happen. So I think I just thought that that was a red herring, mm. basically the box, and that uh, you know that sort of. It's distracted. maybe maybe one of those things that people read a lot into that isn't there, but 
It's deliberately there the for you to read into. Of, yeah. If it's there, it's can, it, you know, it's definitely you also. It doesn't matter what it was actually. Yeah, you know, anyone's yeah. interpretation is just as valid well, as everyone exactly. Else. You know, that's it. But maybe it was just a box. Maybe, maybe it was. Just maybe, maybe it was. It looked like a an old seven inch shingle box it's as well. Actually, it's an ammo box. It is an ammo it's box. It's an ammunition box. To me, when it when you first see it, it's like a seven inch shingle box of of all those old singles that you had when you were younger. <laughs> and again, it's like a symbol of his youth. It's like this is what I had yeah. when I was younger, and this is what made me who I am. Mm. Anyway, yeah. okay. okay. Other so, spoiler. Second spoiler. Uh, so all of the time that we've been on this trip, they've been learning various things. Um, about how to handle themselves in the outdoors, how to handle themselves generally in life. And the opening sequence with the lookout tower when uh, the younger boy, Ivan, is afraid to jump off the tower. Ivan or Vanya? Both. Both. Ivan's the um, Sunday name. Vanya's his nickname. Right. Right. And so his dad calls him Ivan. And his brother calls him Vanya. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a difference somewhere. So yeah, and Ivan won't jump off the tower. Uh, later on, they find another lookout, a similar lookout tower, but um, a kind of a really on this island that they're on, yeah. but a really very old, dilapidated. It's like a lighthouse as well. Light, it's got a light yeah, on the yeah. top. More like a lighthouse. Mm. Um, and doesn't he take them up there? No, he tries. No, he takes no. the, one of them up there, but That's Ivan right. won't go up. That's right. He because, takes Andre up, doesn't he? Mm. He takes Andre up, but he won't, Ivan won't go up because he's afraid. Yeah. And then at the end. There's a confrontation when Ivan and uh, Andre go off um, to, fish. to fish and they're late, uh, hours and hours late back and a very upset father confronts them. Earlier on in the film, we've heard um, Ivan say a number, a couple of times that he's going to kill the father if yeah. he touches him again. Yeah. And uh, the father hits Andre, Ivan pulls a knife gets scared and runs into the woods towards this lighthouse. Mm. Climbs up the lighthouse, gets to the top. The father, who has now found his... You know, you, you finally see the father in, you know, really concerned and yeah. running out. You can hear it in his voice. There's a change in his voice that he really wants to get his son before he does something stupid. Yeah. But he shuts the trap door on him, doesn't he? He shuts the trap door so he the can't top. get to the top level mm. where Vanya is. So he tries to climb out round the outside. It breaks and he falls to his death. And that comes out of nowhere. That's out of nowhere. the most realistic thing I've seen. It's in just so quick and sharp. Yeah. And yeah. then suddenly he is just dead. Yeah. yeah. It just happens. He's just there one second. Crack. See you later. There's no build up to it. No, no. preempt in the cutting, in the shots. It's no soundtrack. Just, as it, it would be silent. in real life. Yeah. Oh shit. Bang. Yeah. Not even that. Yeah. It just goes, doesn't it? Yeah. It just goes in a flash, and so simple. And it's the easy. And Andre's down at the bottom, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, the fall itself—you don't actually see the fall, and it's like the most easy trick in cin- yeah. in cinema yeah. history. But it's so well done. You it's don't from the Blue Peter School of Film. Film. <laughs> I was just going to say, how do you do that? Do you just you have, have a guy lying on the floor, and you get him go back underneath on the second level? Mm. Oh right, yeah, of course. That makes <laughs> <sense>. <laughs> he hides. Yeah, he hides. Another guy on the floor. Do you ever do that at school? You get one of your classmates to lay down on the floor at the, the, from. Like if you, if the classrooms on the very make top, films at school. no, and shout to the teachers that someone's just jumped, and you all crowd around the window, and they lean out and see one of your mates flat along the <laughs> no. oh. bloody activities <laughs> were sparse. <laughs> no, we we did like schoolwork and shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but, but yeah, it's not just a shocking death. It's not just it is a shocking death, but it it ultimately serves to prove that he has been successful in what he's been trying to do because yeah. then they've got to get the body to the boat and in order to get the body into the boat they have to use the branches and cut the branches off like he showed yeah. them with the car earlier. He has, They have to get onto the boat and sail across the lake. They do that mm-hmm. very successfully as well. Do they fix the... Oats. They have to fit the menu, uh, the engine to it, don't they? Menu. Yeah. The menu. <laughs> well, you know, they were serving a choice of fish, trout, fish, fish, uh, fish, 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 and fish. Um, so yeah, but they had to, they had to fix, fix the engine to the boat, I think. And so all of, you know, but all of these lessons that he's taught them, and ultimately that's. And Andre steps up at this point 
we show that he's come forward, he's learned all of his father's lessons, yeah. and he's the one calling the shots. He's the yeah. one saying, go get this, we need that, just do it, go get that. And he starts quoting his dad, yeah. just yeah. in very subtle ways that you, you see that this... He old, is his father's son. He's, he's yeah. his father's son. changes as well, doesn't yeah. it? He becomes very quiet and very dry. Yeah. Very intense. Very intense all of a sudden. And, you know, you see that Vanya's lost the plot by this point. Well, yeah. He's just been responsible for his father's death, so well, he's a little bit distraught. But, no, I know. You don't need to counter me. <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't, no, I wasn't countering. I was explaining why. Um, I think he does need to counter you. Counter from Craig's fan. And, yeah, so, they, so they've learned all of the lessons. Don't well, cross me, boy. Certainly, certainly Andre's learned the lessons that his father's tried to teach him. And that's the emotional payoff of this film, mm. is that final sequence where you see them completely dependent and completely independent of, God, I keep getting those fucked up, <laughs> um, of their father and knowing how to take care of themselves out in the open again. Yeah. And the one moment where you realise that the boys, both boys, did love their father is when he begins to sink. Yeah. yeah and you bad, hear so. this scream of papa come out of vanya that can only be about love yeah mm. yeah and you realize that actually despite what's gone on despite how he obviously felt around his father that he did love him that's because mm. the father's an idea well, parents are an idea aren't they More yeah yeah they. You know. Maybe you just really wanted to know what was in that box. <laughs> Maybe you did, but the yeah, the kids didn't know the box was there. It was no. underneath their dad, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh dear. There's another massive level to this film that you know I don't know enough about. I need to uh, obviously watch a lot more Russian cinema, but there's there's layers of Russian cinema that I don't think we're ever going to get because we don't speak the language quite as fluidly, and as I, I understand, it's a really really expressive language far far more expressive than English and we thought we were doing good um, <laughs> but there's quite clear allegories b- between this film and Russia and what happened like I was saying before about the 12 year absence thing if we go backwards that meant that the father disappeared around about the time that Russia did so as he's come back it's a re-examination of what's gone on so father is um is a symbol for old Russia. The fatherland. Yeah. There's a mother there, Mother Russia. She's a very clear feminine influence in these boys' lives. There's a stoic grandmother who's the Russian folk. And then you've got the two kids. You've got the younger one who represents the intelligentsia, the KGB, that kind of arm. And then you've got the older boy who is um, kind of sticking to the old ways but wanting to push forward wanting to find good in the past and reconcile it yeah Yeah, reconcile the modern as well um i think it's probably too much for me to get my head around as much as a russian viewer would but it's it's definitely there in spades full they do like the political metaphor though they do a lot of political metaphor you see is russian based Mm. I think that, I think that may come from having television for so long that has been censored and full of propaganda yeah. and yeah. stuff like that. It's an outlet. Yeah. Mm. See, I'm only thinking of Animal Farm though. Now I say it, I yeah. can name you two more, <laughs> <laughs> which um, is not good. But then again, I, Animal Farm was just a book about animals. It's, of course, it was. It had of no it was political. <laughs> it was easier to write your essays in GCSE English if you worked on the basis it was just a book about animals. Sadly, it did not cause you to pass GCSE English Literature. (laughs) (laughs) I am proof of that. Maybe you should... um, Read the book. No, read some Dostoevsky (laughs) or something like that. Dostoevsky. I I don't care that much. (laughs) (laughs) No. uh, no. Get your brain around that one. I watched the cartoon of uh, Animal Farm. That was good. That was rubbish. They changed (laughs) the ending. (laughs) (laughs) All the animals rebel and kill all the pigs at the end. What a load of shit. I don't remember. Was that not how the book ends? No, the book ends just the pigs take the human's place and it's just as bad as it was before. Well, yeah, but that's that's in the cartoon. Yeah, but then then the animals revolt and it's a happy ending. Well. Because they're chicken ah. shit. (laughs) Some of them literally chicken. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Basically. What was worse about that was that my English teacher used the line four legs good, two legs bad whenever he saw a child rocking yeah, on their chair, chair. <laughs> and that made you want to stab him in the neck with your chair. 
Four legs could Yes, I get an 18 legs, but oh, fuck off. <laughs> so didn't help two legs we... hurts, four legs hurts more. No, didn't help that we didn't like the little bastard in the first place. Is it, you know... He gave you a D, didn't he? Yes, yes he, he did. Yeah. He was also the guy who gave me a piece of homework back that said, "Is this a joke?" No, but that back. No, this is a joke. Two cows go into a shop. And <laughs> you're going to match nothing in this world. You pull the other words. one. And you yes. say, "Surely you mark my words." Did you <laughs> say pull the other one? Yes. <laughs> Trivia before we wrap up. Um, news. One of the um, not news. <laughs> trivia. <laughs> news. One of the younger, uh, the young, one of the older of the two child actors uh, actually died in the lake shortly after filming was wrapped as well. Which yes. is, yeah. I was gutted because yeah. he's such a good actor. Mm. Yeah, the, in the same lake they were filming in after they wrapped. Shit. And never got to see the film as a massive success. They actually yep. delayed the release of the film for a couple of months for sensitivity reasons, you know, just to give it a bit of respect. Mm. And they chose to launch at Venice. Yeah. And thankfully they won something rather spectacular there yeah. with it. So. Yeah. yeah, it's a prestigious award, actually. Um, which one, well, in fact, all the any film festival awards prestigious, as long as it's from, got oak leaves on it. Yeah. Which um, award did they get? Was it? They got Best International Film. Wow. Amazing. Mm. Fair play. Winner. Winner. How long have we been talking? 40 about? odd minutes. Really? That's not bad. Think? Yeah, so. Well, have we got anything We've else been very to topic say? on topic. We have, we, we have. We have, yeah. Very yeah. On topic. Which comes to chocolate bars again. No. Yeah. That's misleading to the new listeners. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you're a new listener, this is so on topic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I tried to drag you off onto Animal Farm, but it's too limited. Yeah. <laughs> well. Well, maybe back to the music. I mean, the guy who wrote the music in it, it, it was an accident that he ended up scoring it. He'd never scored a film before. And the director said, well, don't worry about it. I've never made a film before. Let's just get on with it. That's a first-time director? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to shoot myself when you all leave. They were saying that when they'd started um, filming, they filmed the larder going up through the field, up to the top of the hill. That, that was the first shot. That's disgusting. <laughs> that's disgusting. Yeah. For, for those of you who are listening who who know about the masturbation bottle trick um, there's well god that's the masturbation field shot it uh, is masturbation larder shot yeah how do these people get those opportunities because working through the film things that I've seen you start off making shorts and then you apply for a bit more funding for a bit bigger film and work your way up how do you get to the point where your very first thing you ever do is a major. How do we know they haven't film. done a shitload of other shorts? That's just like saying no, but that's like saying Zach Braff's first film no, was. Yeah, it's not your first film; it's the first released film. Yeah, yeah. really. Is that yeah. what they mean? Because yeah. that's the reality of the situation. It's like people calling Eric Banner an overnight success, to which he turned around and said, "No, no. it took me twelve years to become yeah. an overnight success." Yeah, it's, it's like if if I got a budget for a massive uh, Hollywood blockbuster and directed it, it would be sold as a directorial debut. Mm. Yeah. Even though I've directed two features already, yeah. but no one knows about them, so we try. Well, we try. I mean, here's an indication of, of of how inexperienced they were. As as the cars driving up and the the film's been rolling for just a couple of seconds, it's on the old film reel, and you can hear it going ticking over and thinking, "Shit, we're going to run out of film," because he was used to making commercials. And hearing that tick over much quicker and thinking, yeah, I've got I've got enough film to last for the 30 seconds that I need to be shooting for. And he just went into a blind panic straight away, going, no, we're going to run out of film. After only just literally <laughs> saying action. So, you know, he made adverts. And then he made this. Mm, be interested to see some of his dark, frightening, overbearing <laughs> adverts. <laughs> Yeah, you just fucking buy it, won't you? Yeah, yeah, I'll buy it, yes. Buy it or you get in the car. Yeah. Yeah. Some Russian stuff is very, it's all very big though. I mean, there's an advert, yeah. it, was an, it was an energy-saving advert. I'm not sure that you remember it, you may have seen it on um, like Carrot's commercial breakdown. It's, it's basically uh, a husband and a wife breaking up. It's a cartoon and it's got the big Russian music and the husband pulls off his wedding ring, throws it on the floor in front of the wife and packs all his bags and slams the door behind him and all the kids start crying and the wife starts crying and then he opens the door with a smile on his face 
switches off the light switch (laughs) before you leave switch off the lights (laughs) that's for an energy saving ad you know they're dramatic the big beaming grid on (laughs) I'm I'm still reeling from the uh, the uh, the couple in a car and uh, the woman starts to go down on the guy and nothing happens and he looks down and sees her giving head to the uh, gear stick (laughs) should have gone to spec savers yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's brilliant yeah oh it's She's proper giving it some as well. <laughs> Deep throwing. Properly going at it. That's amazing. <coughs> right. Sorry, well, right. Need well to on topic, fuck that. Right. <laughs> I, I don't have an energy saving ad anecdote, I'm afraid. So. <laughs> what, what we need to do then is do a bit of housekeeping. Yeah, yeah, maybe housekeeping. So, Podcast Alley. We're doing ever so well on there. I like doing it. Doing well now. It is shameless self-promotion. And to be perfectly honest, I don't lose much sleep over what number we're at. I just want more listeners so that we can do more stuff. And the higher we are up the list, the more, the quicker we get attention. That's it. I don't care if we win. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> Bloody podcast alley. Has no bearing on my life whatsoever. So anyway, despite all that, but please vote like for us. Please, because we're still shameless. Some people have written reviews on iTunes, and they're all very good. Yeah. yeah if you've done an yes, iTunes thank review, you. thank you very much. Mm. They're wonderful. And thank you for so many of the lovely glowing comments we have got on Podcast Alley. Yes, yes. some of them are yes, amazing. Some, some of them. them bring a tear to my eye. Oh, some of me lovely. Make, some of them make me think, why have you got a computer? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you hurt yourself with the mouse. <laughs> Something that sharp and pointy. <laughs> but we love, love you. you. We love you. you. Richard might not. <laughs> no, I th- don't get me wrong. I, don't, I think it's pretty hard to get anybody's... you wrong at this point in juncture in the show, Richard. I think we're getting These you pretty damn right. These are our lovely listeners. I love our lovely listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but Let's just shut up. Yeah. Right, next point. Next point. MySpace. MySpace. Movie, MySpace.com forward slash movies you should see. Add us to your profile. Add our individual profiles. Give us some more comments. I hate movies. And suggestions uh, movies. on there would be very welcome. Yeah. And little comments. Um, what films, you know, format, anything. We've had a lot of comments on um, our MySpace page suggesting us to review films that we've already reviewed. Yes. For those of you who don't know, our shows stay on the server for a limited amount of time. Then they're taken off and put in our store, mm-hmm. which you can find at www.simplysyndicated.com forward slash store. Yes, or oh, there's a link from our webpage, um, simply syndicated.com slash movies you should see. It's easy, really. So, yeah, it's, it's all there. It's all there. The signs are there. Um, we have other podcasts you should listen to as well, like Make It So, and that other one that might, I don't know what's happening with it. But well, listen to the Star Trek show. We're waiting for technolo- technical issues to be resolved. Yes. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I am a technical issue. <laughs> you are. Yeah, that's what it is. There's nothing broken except me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's taking you so long to realise. Um, we just like to say thank you for listening. Yeah, join the forums. Yeah, give us your points of view. On <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> any any, any, any points of view on me will be fun. Oh, it's been a hot topic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll be doing the other show by now. No, yeah, that's but... next week. Sorry, ignore okay. me. Okay. <laughs> go, go. Look, go. look right, on the website and right. and keep looking because there'll be our a new show up there this week. But oh, sweet. Oh, that was the ham tea that was the ham tea tea coming out the end oh dear so anyway thank you very very much for listening please try and get hold of a copy of this film please because it will enrich your life in a very bleak way (laughs) (laughs) The Return is a movie you should see a winner definitely goodbye thank you for listening take care bye ta-da